Welcome to the Two Hearts podcast with me, Rob. And me, Lewis. You can tell by Lewis's voice, we're no best pleased this week, but <laughs> we'll, we'll get on to that. Um, so how you been, Lewis? How you been keeping? Um, uh, well, apart from the football side, mate, it's, it's, it's been all right, Just especially now we've moved back into Tier 4, which is fantastic. Thanks a lot, Nicola. Uh, so I've just been trying to get myself fit and healthy and mm-hmm. happy. <laughs> as much as you can as a Hearts fan. <laughs> That's it, aye. So, aye, this week we will be talking about a few bits and bobs. We will be talking about the unfortunate news about Maradona passing. Um, we'll talk about um, the Dunfermline game, the Alloa, two Alloa games we've played. Um, we'll have a wee talk about the final episode of the Inside Hearts. And we'll try and have a wee chat about how we feel we can take things forward, how Robbie Nielsen can take things forward. So, yeah, um, first of all, yeah, we heard about the sad passing in Maradona, um, arguably one of the best footballers to ever play the game. Um, so, yeah, which we can only really send our condolences to everybody. Obviously, it's a, a legend that's uh, unfortunately passed. So, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it, it was tough news to take in. Um, like growing up, I mean, I would I never really got to see Maradona play. I'm I'm old enough for that, unfortunately. But like, you you didn't need to see him play. Like you know who he is. You 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 walk in, you meet someone new, you're talking away. Doesn't matter what what sport they like, or where they're from, the world they'll know the name Maradona. They know who he is. They might not know what he's done, but they know who he is. So the fact that like that just goes to show how big a name he was. Um, Scottish legend, yeah, as well, which is a uh... that's it, yeah, yeah. Like you say, we're both uh, fairly young, so in the sense of watching Maradona, the furthest we've seen of clips on YouTube. But obviously, when we're younger, playing football in the in the garden or out with like with your mates at the park, like you're always saying that doing hand to God and like you say, Scottish legend. So yeah, I just thought we'd put that out at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. Rest in peace, Diego. There we go. So we'll move on from chatting about um, the sad news of Maradona passing to the sad news of Hearts losing the first game this season. <laughs> that sounded quite uh, sinister. That wasn't meant to come across that way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, so yeah, t- 2 1 Dunfermline last, last week, um, which I personally felt flattered, uh, flattered us. Dunfermline could have had so so many more goals. Um, I was listening to the This Is My Story podcast and they had their one of their friends on who's a Dunfermline fan and he was, t- pretty much everything he said Hart should watch out for happened. Um, especially like oh, Naismith uh, just was like a shadow of himself in that game. What I could just absolutely had him in his back pocket pretty much. I um well we had our predictions before the game. We were very, very wrong. We like we like we both said uh, that the the Dun the Dunfermline do have the power to to take the win to snatch the points from us, which I draw I'm not even gonna say snatch the points. They, they, they totally deserved the three points there. Um I can't remember the young boy's name. Uh Ginger Headboy in the midfield, I thought he was fantastic uh, for them. Turner. Turner, yeah, Turner, he was a great player. Honestly, made our, like, made our midfield look absolutely amateur. Um, 
yeah, they, they had such like I, the only thing I can say is I, I said Kingsley would score two and he scored one. So I was getting close, but obviously uh, it was uh, just embarrassing. It just seemed there was absolutely no heart in the team. I'd say the only players that get past marks for me is Kingsley and Smith and Gordon. But I feel like they're the only three that gets past marks every week. Even if we win, it's not a convincing performance. Yeah, um, I felt I felt Andy Halliday just... I think he was there at times during the pitch, uh, during the match. But overall, I'm not impressed by him. Uh, freer, right? It's a tough one. Like, I thought when he came in, the first game, I think it was the Inverness game, I thought he was actually quite good. But see, since then, I've just not seen enough for him. Kingsley, again, man of the match. Between him and Michael Smith on the right, uh, on the opposite side of the fullback, like, they're right now the only two players in the team that I can, I can go... I'd start them every single week. They're the two first names on that team sheet every week for me. Yeah, the only problem is with them is you're not getting a fantastic game out of them every week. It's the fact that they're consistent, but I feel like the wages that the players we have, that's the least we should expect from every every player on that pitch. Uh, just going back on to you saying about Freer, one thing that worries me, and I'm one of the people who uh, loves the fact that Nielsen's back, but won't like take us forward. But the fact that one of his uh, interviews when we first signed Freer was, uh, I was chasing him for 18 months at uh, Dundee United to try and get him and finally got him at Hearts. And that's the calibre of player. Like he's, I see no hope for him. And it just it worries me the fact that that's the type of player that Nielsen was chasing down. You know what I mean? I it's think... the same with Roberts. Like I'm just seeing no the um, even the Aloha game that will come on to the, the one at Tynecastle. I seen no effort from Roberts whatsoever that game. Um, January is going to be a very big month for Robbie Nielsen. The recruitment needs to be spot on. We don't have he we don't have time to have um, players not work out. We need them to hit the ground running as soon as they join the club which yeah. we've not had from uh, signings for a long long time in my opinion um, well, we just I'll, seemed I'll... to be very lacklustre when we played against Dunfermline we just we just never showed up mate like, we just we, we got onto the pitch right? and I'm going to say this for obviously we'll talk about the, the second game against Salah later on I've, I've said the same thing about both those defeats we walk on the pitch with so much swagger so much like Something about us, I think we think we're the best team, the best team going. We're so arrogant almost that we're going to walk this league. And it's not the championship we were in a couple of seasons ago where, okay, our only real issues were I'm not even going to say Rangers because Rangers were not big an issue for us that season. Like Hibs, all say Rangers. Like the teams in the championship, it's not an easy league. We need yeah. to get, we need to nail that down. And, you see, yeah. like, and we've got players in the team. Who were in the chat? So I think actually it's only just one player. We've got we've got Jimmy Walker. He played the championship. He should know that it's difficult. He's another one that I feel just isn't showing up. And as for the goal scoring side of it, right, Liam Boyce is one of the most is one of the highest paid players at the club. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know if it's just a, a minor blip in his his form for us right now. And I hope he gets back into form. Yeah, he scored against Tibbs and we were all buzzing about that, but you need to be consistent. Yeah. If you're going to be on the money that he's on in the second division of, of the Scottish professional leagues, then you need to be hitting the goal. You need to be hitting the back of the net at least every second week. Yeah. We, not, not the raise that. When we first signed them, I was obviously a bit, I was a bit optimistic because Hearts have not had a striker in a long time that Lafferty would say was the last one that 
we'd um, guaranteed at least a goal. Like you'd go to the game expecting them to score. I honestly feel like most of our goals are coming from defenders this season. Mikey Smith's got two. Kingsley's got a few. You know what I mean? Like we, we and they're the players who are the creative players. Kingsley and Smith, they're defenders that are getting up, getting the crosses into the box. They're trying to make something of the game. We can't win a game with Craig Gordon and goals, Kingsley and Michael Smith, and that's it. We need every other player to show up. Walker showed up for the Dundee game, first game of the season. And I was like, if this is a Walker we're going to get this season, we're going to get the prime Walker we had in 2014 championship. But I'm just not... A lot of players, the holiday situation, I feel like he's just been so underwhelming coming in. I've been one of these people online that's been like, oh, holiday, we need to get him signed, we need to get him signed. And I've not seen anything yeah. that to write home about. It's not, it's not like it's not just him. There's a lot of players, but it's just frustrating the fact, like you say, the wages we've got these players on, the teams we're playing against. We should be storming this league. It's it would be embarrassing if we don't like win by a landslide. And I, I know it's not yeah. going to happen like that, but I think the problem lies in the fact that. It doesn't have a backup plan. We do. We, we play the game. We play the game. We play the game with it. What is it? The four-two-three-one. And yeah. teams have sussed out. Stevie Crawford for Dunfermline sussed out. Aloe have sussed us out. We were so two-dimensional. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So yeah, the Dunfermline game was an absolute write-off. It is one of the worst I've seen Hearts play in a long time. Just so well, negative <laughs> football. It <laughs> wasn't tough. anything. Until this week. Yeah, so... <laughs> I thought it was going to be one of the worst I've seen Hearts play in a long time, anyway. But, yeah, yeah a few days later, we ended up... Now, the result was 3-0, which I would imagine most, most people we ha- were happy with. But the performance, again, I just don't think it was up to scratch. No, three, three goals in the first half, and like, you're sitting there, you're thinking... Oh, cool, this is going to be all right. This is going to be this is going to be five. This is going on five six now. This is like, like we've got this in the bag already. And then the second half came and Aloha appeared out of nowhere, or we just forgot to get the change in him. And similar to the dumb, uh, the the Dunfermline game, Craig Gordon kept us in that second game. Outstanding saves from him. Um, the defence done all right. Do you know what? I think better better played the the Aloha game if I remember correctly. I thought. He, uh, I, th- I feel bad about I feel bad about Christoph. I, I, I like him. I, I personally, him. I, I, it's just it's a shame he's not really been himself since the uh, the injury on the the a couple of seasons ago. Well, it was the last season. Can't even remember anymore. Honestly, all the seasons are rolling into one. Um, but like 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 Robert touched like Robert touched on there about the uh, the formation. I think the, our main issue is. Other than obviously the the arrogance I've already uh, mentioned, I think we're trying to overcomplicate it. Um, I, w- I was uh, on Twitter on the account had a wee chat with uh, Maroon Report, and we'd, we were talking about this. And I, what I'd said in my personal opinion was this: this four two three one is too over you're overcomplicating the league. Just play a four four two. You watch Liam Boyce from Northern Ireland; he's a different striker up front with a secondary uh, striker next to him. Play two up front. Yeah, that's where you're getting the goals from. I think it's a worrying scenario when we're worried about who we're going to play up front between Liam Boyce and Craig Whiten. Because I understand everyone's like, oh yes, Craig Whiten, get him on because he knows how to score, like top goal scorer. 
if he continues how he's doing, great, but he's still not. Even when he's on the ball, I'm not convinced we're right either. I feel like when the January transfer window opens, the least Nielsen can do is get us a, a striker. Someone that, that, I don't know if they weren't like a target man or whatever, but someone that can play with um, the likes of Boyce and um, Whiting up top. So yeah, the, the game, the game, there was some, the first 20 minutes of that little game, there was some really good football and it looked encouraging. And then we just stopped. We just stopped. Um, it was just, the, the, Liam Boyce assist, just because we're slating him there, I want to give him a little bit of credit for the Halliday goal. Was It was a nice wee bit of play between them two. The little triangle worked out really well, but we don't sign strikers on that wage to to just get assists. Strikers are the ones who would be scoring your goals. And if anyone should be scoring goals, it should be for penalties. And if a striker's taking a penalty, they should be scoring it. Especially if they get an opportunity to take it again. That, yeah. that was ridiculous. I forgot about yeah. that. So, yeah, we get the penalty. Boyce picks, gets the penalty, picks the ball up. Right, I'm going to take this penalty. Tries to cool, coolly slot it down pretty much near the middle, I'd say, just slightly to the right. The goalie actually dives past the ball and saves it with his feet. Luckily, one of the, uh, the Aloha players runs into the box too early, so we get a retake. Now, the only way I can like sort of back Boyce up here was... He obviously thought, ah, well, me obviously doing a light shot, it ain't going to work this time, so I'm going to rattle it so the goalie's got no chance. But when you put your laces through, you'll know playing football, Lou. You put your laces through the ball, it is anyone's guess where it's going. Unless you hit it so sweet with that amount of power, you're not not controlling where that ball's going. And scalps the top of the bar and goes over, which is embarrassing. A striker, I don't care what league you're in, Sunday League, Champions League, you need a striker should be scoring penalties. Totally. I, I think, see, the NACWA penalty is right. We now need to actually try and nail down for our penalty takers. We kind of keep swapping it about because then that's going to confuse things, right? Not, not for the opposition, right? It's going to confuse things for us. What you need to do is you need to have one or two chosen penalty takers and you need the, them as the player need to work through a routine and a technique that they will use every time right or one or two techniques instead of just like eyeballing it like I know it's, it's difficult to do because uh, every situation will, like, will require a, um, a, a different technique but you really should be nailing down your technique when it comes to taking a penalty it's I mean don't get me wrong I'm I am a, I'm <laughs> I'm no one for a for a scoring penalties myself but like my, my point is that if you're a professional footballer especially a striker you, like Rob uh, Rob said you need to be hitting the back of the net like, uh, the, there is just no excuse for it especially especially if you get the second chance the boys have got um, but I, I don't know what's I don't know what's happened to him. I don't know if it's the pressure getting into him or but, oh, I don't yeah. know when I seen him get the penalty I was buzzing for him I was in the sense of like, right, he's going to score another penalty. He's going to get like a few. Like, that's going to start the, the the ball running for him to get a few goals. Then he misses it, and I was oh. like, oh man! And then he gets it again, and I was actually worried for him the fact that he wanted to take it again because I was like, if you bugger this up, this is fully like all Hearts fans are going to lose so much respect for you. And he had, he absolutely fluffed these lines, and it's just not good enough. 
it's, it's really there's there's no genuinely no excuse for it. I know Nielsen came out of the press and said when it comes to the big games playing against Tibbs, for example, he'll take up and score the penalty. Yeah, but you should be scoring every right. penalty. It, that that undermines Aloha. Like I know they're a smaller team, but credit to them, they're still a team. They're still play- well. Look what happened this week. They, they they won against us. So there's no there's no way you should have been sort of disrespecting Aloha with that that's that comment. It doesn't matter what league you're in. Like I say, you you should be scoring penalties if you're a striker. It is, it is really embarrassing. And I think the problem's well, going to continue to arise because Robbie Nielsen's been quite uh, stubborn with his team lineup. He's um, picking boys, saying, oh, boys is a top player. But we're not seeing it. We are not seeing it at, at all. So I just think we need mm-hmm. to, like I say, January is a, a big, big, big opportunity for us to get someone in to, to at least, um, what's the best way to put it, Show us what boys can do. Not even necessarily be the best player that they are, but just be a, a player that can play boys through on goal, get him the opportunities that he doesn't seem to be getting in this squad right now. I can I just add on there, Robert. Like, also, if you bring in another striker, right, you bring in someone. Right, I'm just going to throw this name in there just into the mix because it's a player that I've, I mean, I've already said to you, Robert. I, I want in for I've wanted him for a while. For example, you bring in a Cummins, okay? Um, that's not just a player who might be showing the fans what Boyce should and could be doing. It's a player that will actually maybe motivate Boyce to start scoring the goals, which is probably something he's needing. Because right now, right, you pick you picture yourself, right, you're Liam Boyce. <laughs> and who have you got in uh, contention to go up front? You've got Maisie, who, to be honest, right, I'd be starting up front, but he's an injury risk because he's getting older. Roberts... And Craig Whiten, you're not really that worried. Like, yeah. you know, he, like, Boyce, Boyce is thinking of it as, like, sort of doing what Nielsen's doing. He's thinking, but it's past form. He's like, I'm, I'm Liam Boyce. I'm, I'm guaranteed a spot. I'm, a, I'm one of the highest paid players at this club. I'm always going to be starting up front. I've not got any competition here. And then Nielsen's problem is, like I said there, he's basing it on past form. But when you're choosing a team, the team sheet for uh, the weekend's game, you should base it on current form. So for me, when it comes to penalty taking, just because whenever he seems to step up to take one, he seems to have ice in his veins and he knows exactly where he's going with it. I'd be putting Craig White on. Yeah, it's uh, it is a frustrating one. I don't know. Personally, for me, I'm proper old school when it comes to the fact that we're in the Championship. I feel like we should have a really big striker that holds up the ball with a fast striker that can score. I feel like we... A Z-Fook. Yeah, but maybe, maybe not bearable. But you know what I mean, sort of at least play that can come up to, to to a striker that can actually hold the ball up. I don't think we've got anyone who can do that very well, except from like Harry. But obviously they're not strikers. That's other players in the team that are doing that sort of work. So yeah, yeah. it'll be very interesting to see. Then again, my, and Budge might have different plans. We might, might not see a single new player coming to Tencastle this season. So we. 2020 has been a really strange year. We really don't know what to expect. I don't know what to expect with this team. All I know that I will expect is a 4-2-3-1 with boys starting. That's guaranteed. Yeah. Like, I think another thing, I probably, like, it's not even just the scoring goals, it's the conceding. I'm not uh, I'm not going to blame Craig Gordon here because, to be fair to him, the goals he conceded against Dunfermline, um, they, were, they, were good, they were good goals. Like, there, there is no... Like, there is no way around about it. They were good goals. Um, the defence, to me, seems very shaky. Obviously, we've now just lost John Suter for even longer, which is just fucking fantastic. Um, but like, 
Popescu, again, shaky, shaky again. Last, whatever fucking night it was on the Friday, what, what game, what day did we yeah. play? Yesterday. Yeah, um, it was shaky yesterday, it was shaky, Dunfer- it was shaky at Dunfermline, it was, it, it's been shaky full stop, uh, even even at Hamden against Tibbs when he gave away the, the penalty. Um, but you know, I think, we, like you said, the January we need, for me, we need a centre-back, we need a creative, we need three players, we need a centre-back, a creative player and a striker. Yeah, unless any other players start kicking in form, then obviously the scenario will change. Well, Andy Irvin. I'd play Andy Irvin as a creative midfield. I'd be playing Haring and Irvin starting yeah. centre. This is where the debate comes through. This is where the debate comes through of what has happened to Irvin. Why is he not getting the game time? It's like his contract started to go down. And mm. nah, nah, to be fair, to be fair, like the other night, yeah, he picked up a concussion and they said that's well, yeah, a head knock and for concussion rules they can't right. play him. Like, that's to be fair. To so him, that was one. that was that not last week though? No, that was uh, the it was Isla, the last Alawa game or the Alawa game just passed, whatever one it was, because I think we'd spoken about it and I'd said that skin cut. Yeah, he was a head knock, so he was mm. taking out the squad. And then you had Halkett taking out the squad yeah, as well. Three games just uh, in the pre-match yes, warm-up. So yeah, we'll go on to that. You couldn't have so, yeah, it, honestly. Three 0 Obviously, it's great to get a couple of goals in. Yet again, no no striker scoring. Um, but yeah, three goals, three goals in a clean sheet. And then we move on to the cup game against Aloha again. However, it's and, it all goes to sh- and it all goes to shit. And it all goes to yeah. shit. Yeah. So, what formation did we play? Oh, this was another same fucking shit. Yep, it was another exactly. 4 2 3 1. The exact same fucking team. Like, Boise up front, Halliday. I'm, I'm obviously, Pepesco brought in to replace Halkett, so it's Pepesco Pera. Set a back pair of which is obviously. Yeah, I was going to say I've um, never seen in a long time a back like like a two centre backs make me more scared when the ball comes to them. I don't know if you've seen the signature. Yeah. Well, you surely have, but I always call it the signature better touch. Right? See when a pass comes to him, he'll try and do this touch where he glides his foot and touches it off the outside of his foot to like open himself up to do a loft yes. ball. But every time I see him do it, I feel like he's going to trip up. And it's so scary seeing them do it. Honestly, see, the biggest they're the two biggest bomb scares I've seen at the back foot. And it just worries me. Honestly, it's F.A. Ambrose. It's F.A. Ambrose in the back yeah. foot. That's all that is. Like, see, off, see off the ball. Kind of like Ambrose. But certainly, off the ball, fantastic defenders. Like, you really couldn't fault them, right? Obviously, Beres pace. That kind of is a bit of a letdown for him. But see off the ball, decent defenders. As soon as the ball comes to them, holy fuck, you turn away. Uh, turn away so, yeah, we go into the game. And I actually, I actually took a note of this. Let me just see if I can find it because it was an actual incredible stat. Was it all the sixty? Yeah, at one point, I think, I think it might have been the eightieth minute. Hearts had a total of eighty-five attacks to Alwa's sixteen. Eighty-five attacks. We should be scoring a goal. <laughs> we were all over them. Like we were all over them until. Oh, honestly, it must have been in the last 15, 15 20 minutes, right? And do you know what? I'll I'm gonna I'll pick apart hearts in a second, right? Because I know for a fact we'll have one or two listeners that I've already conversed with on uh, on Twitter that will uh, disagree with me here. But you got to give credit where credit's due to Alawa, right? I put the tweet. It was me that put the, the long tweet up on Twitter about do you know what? 
you you got to give it's fair play. They defended to the last man. They came out with a game plan. They knew how to defend against us because they just played us. They knew the formation we're playing. They basically knew they're starting to live, uh, starting to live because there's there's no creativity there. Um, they knew what they had to do and what they wanted to do was to hold it out and for like as a wee team try to do a giant killing. Um, no matter what league or what country you're in, you're always looking to do the same. You see it down in England all the time. You defend to the last man. You stay in tight. You let the opposition have the ball, tire themselves out. That's fine. You don't care. You have one player up front, and basically all you want to do is bear a ball right up the top if you need to. What you're playing for is you're playing for fouls, you're playing for penalties, you're playing for free kicks. That's all you're going for in corners. You're going for the set pieces because you know that that is your best chance and probably your only chance of getting a goal. And it was proven. They they defended fantastically. You can't fault them. They had every single man behind the ball. They made it frustrating. What did we play amazing? Did we play incredible? Was it silky? Was it smooth? No, it was fucking shit for us, right? There was some nice wee bits of play. But as soon as, as soon as it gets to the final third, I don't know what happens. Like they just yeah, if you go, game they're playing. And they if just you go back they disappear. To the first podcast. I said it was actually quite refreshing seeing players for hearts take shots from outside the box. Sort of having digs. Uh, but Gino's like gone. The, yeah, uh, Dinelli's example, his goal for Dun- against Dundee was a perfect example of it. We just don't do that anymore. But I've seen it on Twitter so many times and I can't agree more. Surely, Ginelli, who I'm, remind you is a lone player, we cannot rely this whole season on him. Yeah. Like, surely we are not relying that much on him. Like, the one that as soon as he's out of the squad, they actually turn to putty. You know what I mean? Like, we actually melt. It will be interesting to see when he comes back what yeah, will happen. A player, a player should make a squad. If he does, if we if he comes back and we are, um, if he comes back and we are starting to play class, that's still going to be really worrying that we're so reliant on one player. Yeah, like it's been to be fair, right? Uh, I'd, uh, I think I was, uh, it was the two of the, the uh, this is my story podcast, and I've t- been saying quite a lot about the. Uh, how much we rely on Gino is what I'd seen. Um, what, I'd, what I've uh, what I've said about it is um, the thing is it's same on parts. Like it's no matter what where we've been the last. Oh, see, probably since Nielsen actually left, um, like the last time, we've actually been relying on one or two players the entire time. Like for me, uh, I mean, you look at Lafferty. We're so reliant on Lafferty. Lafferty leaves and we're so reliant on Stephen Naismith yeah. to get the goals. And then see as soon as you take out those big players like Naismith, he's getting old. He's almost become more of a supporting kind of uh, forward, which to me, I, he does all right. But uh, for me, he's still a striker. He's, he's not a centre forward. He's a striker. You need to be playing him in his position. Um, I, you, you can't rely on individuals like you've said. So I'm, I'm not surprised. Um, because uh, I've identified, uh, you've seen, I've seen this plenty of times in the past. Like it's the same old hearts, it always is. But it's just yeah. circles. We're just going in circles. We we need to try and find a wee mm-hmm. bit of creativity, something a wee bit different. We need to have, we need to have like every, you need to have a talisman. You need to have a, a target man, a goal scorer, brilliant. But you can't rely on just that goal scorer because do you know what? Boise probably still is that goal scorer, right? And Craig Whiting probably still is that goal scorer. But the problem is. They're not getting the ball. They're not getting possessions. To be fair, uh, from what I just said, the boys has had some fantastic chances, especially in the Dunfermline game. Yeah. Even the Hibs game and flopped them. So you, you need to be 
if like especially if you're that meant to be that goal scorer, which I'm using air quotes for, when you get those chances, especially when you're in a, a team, you need to take them. You're right. You I'm going to mention this, but we'll probably talk about this in another podcast. We it's almost like the curse of being the heart striker. There's so many names we could throw mm. out there that have just not performed to the levels that we were expecting. Honestly, so there you go, perfect Sorry, example. So <laughs> we, I don't know what, like who our scouts are, but they just <laughs> the last the last player I could say done absolute wonders for us would would be Lafferty. I mean, getting Gordon on a free this season is going to be yeah. one of the best signings, and it's going to help us a lot, especially if we play like what we've played in the last week. It's been god-awful football. It's not been nice to watch. It's just been a lot of possession. We need to get the finger out. We, we really do. There's, there's, there's no hope for us like being confident to finish this league top if we continue playing them performances. And that's without the fans being there. And you know how hostile it is with Hearts fans being there. I would, uh, yeah, oh, I, I would have hated. It's terrible. It's horrible in the park if there was fans at these games. Yeah, like see, see what we were saying there, but you can't rely on the one player, right? I'm just going to put this out, um, and uh, feel free to put uh, give your own opinion, uh, Rab, and for the listeners uh, on the the Twitter, which we'll mention at the the end of the podcast. Um, I'm going to put this out, and l- let me know if you agree or disagree. I've got anything else to say. For that sort of one player makes a difference. See if we hand Craig Gordon last season. I Wait, repeat that because your internet's like uh, banded Wi-Fi. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so for me, see if we had Craig Gordon last season. I think that would have made a, I think that would have made a huge difference for us. Um, so that would be one of the few situations where yeah. I said we could have relied on the player. Maybe not relied, what? but. What we'll do is we'll put because... this we'll put this uh, question out on the on the hearts page on the Twitter page for the, the listeners to listen. If you could take any player that we have this season to put into the team that we had last season to stop us getting in the scenario we're in now, which player would it be? I think a lot of people will agree with you on that, saying it would be Craig Gordon because Joe Pereira, Mister Popperdom, Hams himself certainly didn't help our cause to stay into that league. No, I think the problem is right. See, we had uh, sorry. We're just going to talk this quickly, and we'll move on. But uh, like you had, you had Joel in last season, and unfortunately, he didn't make the cut. He was, uh, he was shit. Uh, let's be honest, he was fucking terrible. Um, and to be fair, I think see if he wasn't on loan from Man United because there probably been a clause there where we have to play him. So a certain amount of games, we'd have probably played Bobby a lot more. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying Bobby's the best keeper. Um, ever, but I think we that <laughs> yeah, would have been definitely. So yeah, that's the three three games this week. The two one win to Dunfermline. The sorry, lost to Dunfermline. I wish it was a two one win. Um, a three 0 win against Aloha at home, <laughs> and then a one 0 loss against Aloha an extra time in the cup away. So yeah, that's that's the way that the cookie crumbled this week, unfortunately. Last thing I'll say about that Aloha game is the, the player yeah. needs to step up. Yeah, and see for all these people saying Nielsen out, Nielsen out, get a fucking grip. Seriously, we've had two losses. 
yeah, all right, we, we already know Nielsen doesn't play amazing football. The Dundee United fans can tell you that as well. He doesn't play amazing football. What he does do is win games. Unfortunately, we've had two losses. Fucking tough pits, all right? Get a grip. We need to back the manager for once and back the players. Yeah, we can tear out of them, but at the end of the day, we need to back them. Because what's I feel like a couple of changes I would maybe... I would definitely be happy seeing for the Greenock game next week would be giving Henderson Moore a shot. Because um, obviously, yeah. Boyce isn't cutting the mustard right now, and I don't. I'm not entirely convinced Roberts is just now either. So I would definitely give because it doesn't seem like we're playing any youth anymore. Like Irvin when he plays, but who who else? Who else would you say that's a, a young player that starts for Hearts? I don't know. I think we even need to be considering that uh, young Chris Hamilton the centre back. Not out on loan? Considering giving him some shots in centre back. Yeah. So it's it's I'd an interesting one. Him. It's an interesting one. That's a full dilemma in itself because I'm sure he's a really, really short defender. But if he defends, he defends. That's that's the way I look at it. All right. Uh, so that's that. Well, that'll yeah. do it for uh, the pressing news. Um, well, we'll have a, just a wee kind of general chat just now. Um, we've already sort of spoken about what's going right, what's going wrong. So we'll skip over that. Um, so. Big possible news tonight. I'm not too sure if it's been confirmed or not yet. Uh, but the rumour is that um, Neil Lennon, Popcorn Thief himself, uh, is getting sacked from Celtic Football Club. And I know we're a Hearts podcast, but this is something I feel uh, we need to touch on because his sacking could have a massive impact on the final on the 20th. Oh, definitely. Me, I want him in the dugout for Celtic because right now the... Well, you don't even need to discuss it. Like they're on, they're about to go. And I think last tonight's loss against Ross County, that's two wins in ten games. Going to that that form, going into a cup final against us. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I've had like some of my mates in that who are Hearts fans have said, "Oh, we, we will get absolutely we're shite. We'll get beat." No, but you think about it, our cup forms, all right. Our cup forms, all right. Uh, I think we'd have been okay in the game. I think we'd have won it when they were in the dugout. But the fact that he's out could throw that completely into a different direction, especially with the likes of uh, names of yeah. Eddie Howby mentioned his current favourite and uh, Arvinga's name was the one that I'd heard around about where I'm likely, but you know yeah. or as Charlie Adam himself, himself said, uh, get Potter and he'll rebuild his career <laughs> I feel like um, as long as their club's in turmoil, it's good for us for this final, because as of tonight, of record, like we're recording um, on the Sunday night, so we have just seen the game where Rangers won four 0 and Celtic lost two 0 um, which isn't good enough for Celtic. Uh, the, the 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 wages they players are on is ridiculous, and I'm not turning up for games like that is embarrassing. So I hope they keep Lennon even for a little bit longer, just because there's currently riots outside Celtic Park. You know what I mean? It's it's. Their, their fans are so entitled. The fact that it. they've had won so many cups, they've won the league cup four times in a row, like the last four years. So the fact that they've been put out and their players are like their uh, fans are out for blood is it's kind of embarrassing. Imagine them trying to be Hearts fans. Oh my god! I think it's fantastic. I'll be honest, Robert, I'm loving it. I'm yeah, loving seeing the meltdown. Like, because like, they'll quite happily sit and enjoy our meltdown. So right now, see for that whole fucking debacle at the start of the season uh, about relegation and reconstruction. Because I'm think I'm still on the I'm still convinced there was a wee bit of something handed over, like these lone players to Dundee with a, a magic vote change. Um, I honestly get it right up every single one of you. 
I have <laughs> no sympathy at all. Yeah. I'm we were talking it. about that earlier, and we don't want to keep on going on to the past. We don't want to keep on going on to the past, but the fact that the league was drawn short last season and the cup wasn't, do you really think the cup would have been continued if it was, for example, Hearts, Kilmarnock, Motherwell and St Mirren uh, in the last stages of the cup? It would have been, been, been cancelled as well Aberdeen and because Hearts it didn't suit Celtic's agenda. Yeah. You're talking about it's, it's ridiculous. Like, um, oh. I mean, we can't we can't exactly like it's maroon tinted. It might be maroon tinted specs, but like, uh, it always has um, seemed like there was some sort of like agenda against us. And I know that's stereotypical and it sounds stupid, but uh, yeah, you'll need to get your tinfoil hat off, mate. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I just want to touch on that Charlie Adam comment again. I just, uh, what the fuck's he been smoking? No, Pochettino to Celtic. Get a grip, mate. Mate, you could smoke about 20 fags in that mouth with the amount of teeth he's lost. <laughs> right, sorry, this is an attack on players now, mate. We're trying to be positive here. So, Aye, yeah. The good news we'll about on. hearts right now is you can finish that sentence, Lewis, because I'm struggling to think of something. Uh, there was a Maroon Friday sale. Did you get anything? The sh- no, um, I didn't actually. That's the last thing I want to buy right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just not good enough for us right now. So we're hoping we're going to stay positive because that's that's what this is about. We're we're negative fans trying to stay positive. So we're go- we're hoping for the Greenock Morton game. We're going to get a good win, and I reckon, I reckon we will still play the same formation. I reckon Boyce will still play. I don't think he'll score, but I think we'll win. That's right. I'm going to be semi-pessimistic. I reckon it's all going to stay the same, but we'll we'll win like 1-0. Well, I'm going to be slightly more optimistic. I'm going to go for a 2-0 win. Yeah, I think uh, Craig White will come off the bench to score, and I think it'll be another goal from a defender or just someone completely thick and random. Uh, I'd like to see Peter Harding get another goal. <laughs> Yeah, it's really refreshing seeing him play. I'm a bit worried for him because obviously you can see there's like not match sharpness there yet, but it's really positive seeing him. There's a positive, Peter. Uh, then like it's positive seeing him back in the pitch, like physical. Like he's still being physical. Usually players who come back from big injuries like that are quite tentative when it comes to playing on the ball and uh, like and scared in case they take a heavy touch in case a challenge comes in. But he was he was. Sliding in on tackles and everything, so that 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 is a positive to take. Do you think? Do you yeah. think what's what's possibly like an option for uh, for Robbie Nielsen? Uh, so I'm I'm not a football manager, but a possibility could be to you could play Peter Harren in a centre back pairing with Popescu because we've seen centre, Peter Harren play centre back before. Because then that would allow you to play Irvin and Ollie Lee or Irvin and Halliday, right? Because I still for me Andy Irvin should be playing. Um, another option is you you bring Michael Smith in centre back and you uh, who can play right back? I'm sure we've got another right back, but I can't think. Would you like to hear how I would perfectly play Hearts? Go on then. Right, the style of football we're playing, all this possession stuff, right? I think we should change it up to a three-five-two. That's how I'd play it. I'd have Halkett, Haring, and probably Pepescu or Berra, one of them two. In the three at the back, the left and right wing backs, I would have Smith and Kingsley because they're already attacking at left and right back. So wing backs actually gives them the freedom to go up and back. Yep. If one goes up, the other one can drop back into a four. 
that I'd have two defensive midfielders. I'd have Halliday and I'd have Irvin. I'd have um, who would I have in the middle? Maybe Walker, like t- yeah. like in that number ten, and then up top I'd have um, Lee McCulloch and uh, Robbie Nielsen. <laughs> nah, I'm only, joking, I'm only joking. But I, you know what I mean? Like I'd have whoever we sign in January. Yeah, that's that's that, uh, fair enough. Um, so uh, we'll move on from the Morton game. Uh, we're both fairly positive for that one. I've got no fucking reason, uh, idea why, but anyway, um, <laughs> we've uh, we've had a couple of uh, responses on Twitter. Uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, the Maroon Report on on Twitter. You you can find them. We've uh, we've actually tweeted one of his uh, retweeted one of his posts. He's, uh, he does a lot of um, articles and writing up and um, breaks down Hearts' problems in games. If, uh, I think the one where he tweeted is actually the way Nielsen plays and the problems with it. I'd have, highly recommend you give that a read. It's actually quite interesting. So um, hoping to have him on one of the podcasts uh, further down the line. So I'd uh, give that a wee read. Yeah, he seems a really, really, really nice guy. So yeah, definitely give him a good shout out. But um, last week I actually plugged our Twitter wrong. And I have no idea how it's ended up like this, but if you want to follow us on Twitter or have a moan at us or say how much you love the podcast, our Twitter is at hearts2of. I don't know why it's like that, but that's how it is. Um, but yeah, we're, we're really active on there. We've been having good chats with a lot of the Hearts fans on the like Twitter community. It's um, some really good discussions going on there. So we'll, we'll put that question that we said earlier on. If you could take one player from this season, put them in the season we had last season which would have changed it who would it be um, yeah. but yeah I think I think we'll, we'll start wrapping up here Lou I, just one more thing I start, uh, obviously we're putting the response on, put your response up on Twitter I think that's something we're going to try and start doing every week so give you an opportunity to voice your opinions and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll read them out on the podcast and if you are from another podcast or our hearts um, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word here um Vlogger or whatever, so likes of uh, Aaron Fraser or that, and you are interested in possibly appearing on the podcast, uh, feel free to give us a wee message as well. Yeah, happy to have you on. And I think uh, I'll apologise for Lewis now. Like I say, he's got absolute bandit Wi Fi, so if there's points in this uh, podcast where you can't hear him, um, yeah, that's that's why. So, next podcast, Lewis, open your window to let some more Wi Fi in. <laughs> Aye, I'll oh, just man. make sure no one else is on the Wi Fi. Yeah, so. Hopefully we're coming back next week where I win. Um, but you, being a Hearts fan, you, you can never you can never expect too much for the team. No, I feel about it. There we go. But uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening. And uh, this has been the Two of Hearts podcast. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll speak to you next week. Cheerio. There we are. Got your rules. <laughs>